You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 It's about a five-hour drive, and from between Hawthorne and uh, or, or Las Vegas and Hawthorne, you see like granted everything's closed right now because of COVID, but uh, you see all the uh, the fucking brothels. It is pretty crazy. I never never seen one. You know, it's funny. Usually, I do like a special intro and let you know we're recording before we start. But I just started going because we're already off on like a thing. I'm like, this is just I just not even a point in edit, it, interrupting this flow. I would say you mentioned arm wrestling. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah, I know. I noticed the biceps. People on Spotify. I, I'm sitting. Yeah, I'm sitting in good lighting, but my biceps actually aren't that good. It's just like, know, like mine are just like small. You need better lighting. There, you got good biceps, I bro. tried. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm ripped. I'm just not big. I never – I'm not into the whole – I would like yeah, giant you're, you're ass You're like – you're young. How old are you? 22. Yeah, I'm 44. So, like – I um, have to do with anything. I could do enough steroids. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about, like, it's harder, I think, when you're young as a guy. I could – dude, I literally could not put on weight until I was 38. I look all right. So I'll tell you, I'm a big fitness guy. Anybody that listens will know that I've worked out every day for eight years, even during COVID had a key to my gym. Last time I'm going to say it ever on the podcast for people listening. I know I've said it for the past hundred episodes, workout addiction. The thing is, I have thought like, you know what, I've always had a six pack might as well just try and bulk up and get like big massive. But then once I start doing that, I regret it because like I'm body dysmorphic. So it's like, fuck, as soon as you start putting on weight, it's like, ah, I want to take it off immediately. I want to go back to the six-pack thing. I'm like, yeah. hmm. That, that's something I like to call goal hijacking, meaning you – it's in, in the fitness world, right? It's really hard. For instance, like especially – I mean, I guess you could probably say that anything, but directly related to getting stronger, faster, in shape, the correlation of – there's a saying that's like the, the things that we often appeal to our touch is not the same thing that appeals to our vision, right? And uh, I mean, vision, like our sight, like what we, what we like to look at and what we like to feel are usually two different. For instance, like my wife, like she likes how she looks when she's really lean, but I like how she feels when she's got a little extra, you know, yeah, like, yeah. but <laughs> you know what I mean? But with guys, what you're saying is very, very common goal hygiene. I do it fucking all the time. And, um, uh, and I know I can swear, right? I can swear on here. Um, uh, but I do it all the time because you, you get into this thing where you're like, oh, I want to have abs, so um, I'm going to not eat as much. And then you watch your strength go down, and then you look, you look good with, a, with, with no shirt on, you know what I mean? But then, uh, but then you're like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I'm weak, and you're like, fuck it, I need to get stronger, so I need to eat more. And then your abs start going away, and then you're like, Whoa. so it's just goal hijacking, which you're, you're in this constant like, kind of snowball effect of – never really reaching your goals and the reality is people say well how do you break that you're going to have to when you want to be lean you're going to have to be leaner than you probably wanted to and if you want to get bigger you're going to probably have to be fatter than you probably wanted to you know what i'm saying there's a give and take for everything yeah it's like when you see somebody in the gym that's bench pressing like two plates but they're like 285 pounds you're like there there's a reason why you should at least be able to do a push-up. That's kind of like doing a push-up. I mean, I can 
I used to be able to bench two plates before I had this like spine injury, which you want to talk about fucking watching your strength go down, dude, all my power from that shit. Like I used to be able to do two plates. Now I'm at a plate and like maybe 10 pounds on each side, but I mean, for 135, I've stayed consistent. So like doing two plates was like a fucking Chernom, like I guess tremendous thing to be able to do. But then with the whole injury and shit, it's like, fuck, it's like, which is really interesting because when I was, you know, I've talked to someone who's professionally arm wrestled before, which is, I mean, would you say that's what you do professionally? I mean, prof- dude, right? Dude, I've been unemployed for the last year. Um, I, I like my whole background is strange, man. I, I, I actually started as a, uh, a child martial artist. I was actually one of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for the TV show on the stunt team. Um, and uh, wait, were you like, actually on camera? Because I was wondering why your face looked really fucking. No, I was never on camera. I did, I did uh, stunt work. I worked for Saban Entertainment, who did um, the, po- the Power Rangers from '96 uh, till 2001. So I did Power Rangers, Big Bad Beetleborgs, and the Ninja Turtles. All Which on Rangers? Fox. Anyone they needed me to. As a stun man, I just did any. I I came, you know, what I'm saying like I. I was I'm a, a child of '97, so I'm thinking mm-hmm. that one of those stunts I saw on one of my favorite Rangers, which was the Blue Ranger, you were probably that guy. I, I could have been. Um, I You're did. I did. I did a tour from, uh, dude, it was funny, man, because I did a tour mainly, primarily, and uh, promoting the Power Rangers Turbo movie. So, dude, for year, uh, dude, for like a year, man, that fucking song gave me anxiety because it was all that, go, Power Rangers Turbo, go. And it was just like, and dude, anytime I heard that song, I was always like, because I was like 21, 22 at the time, you know, and it was cool. I was touring the U.S. with a couple Asian dudes. And uh, we would literally just go to fucking strip clubs and, uh, and, and, the, and the girls would be there and be like, um, why are you here with these Asian guys? And I'm like, we're actually the Power Rangers. And they're like, bullshit. I'm like, I swear to fucking God. And they're like, dude, bullshit. And I'm like, look, come with me. And dude, I'd go to the car and we had our, um, our eight by tens that we would autograph to people. And they're like, oh my God, my kids love you. And I'm like, trade you for some lap dances. And so like that, that, that was my twenties, like 21 to 23 going to strip clubs and trading uh, strippers uh, lap dances for Power Ranger eight by tens. God damn, dude! I need to get my life on track, man. Holy crap! No, I do too. That was the I peaked from there. It's it's been a shit show since then. So, like I said, when you asked me what I do professionally, um, I actually uh, I work for um, uh, if you add them together, I worked 22 years for uh, Universal Studios as a uh, performer, as a stuntman, singer, host, um, entertainer for Universal Studios for 22 years between. Orlando, LA, and in Singapore. I actually just moved back to the U.S. a year ago. I've been living in Singapore for the last ten years. So, um, yeah. Well, what's been your favorite part about that adventure? Like, best thing you've ever worked in doing that? <sighs> I don't know, man. I, I, it's t- you know, it's 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 um, it always came easy for me. Do you know what I mean? To be in front of people, talking to people. I never was shy. Like, I never had um, jitters. Like, I actually felt better like when i was in uh, going like when i was in high school and people when i I i'm from pittsburgh right so when i you know i moved to orlando um at 18 and uh, i was just actually about to turn 18 i was 17 i never went to the cap and gown i was just like i had this thing where i'm like uh i cared what what people thought of me i cared what people thought like uh, and it's the biggest thing if I ever go, when I meet younger people, you know, I've been a director and stuff too, you know, um, directing performers and stuff and younger performers and people are like, what's your advice? And I'm like, do not give a fuck 
about people pleasing. That's my th advice in, in yeah, anything. I, that's the best advice I've ever gotten. And I'm so happy I figured that out so early in life. Cause let me yes. tell you something. My whole thing with the gym was based on, I cared exactly what people thought of me. I was made fun of as a kid through school, being overweight. And then I slimmed, I got, I got to the point where I was eating an apple a day, my junior year. And I got taller, which slimmed me out. Yeah, but yeah. then I just was, I mean, calorie restricted. like the reason why I don't go up in weight at all is like, I eat, but maybe 800 calories a day. And that's a fucking oh, lot for me. Like a can of right tuna now you're is, still eating that a can of tuna is a hundred or you want to say a hundred calories, depending on what can you get. Plus a little small thing of kale for each meal. And I only have three meals a day and that fills me up. So it's like, that's my, that's like, so that's at least maybe a little bit under 800. So it's like, but that's a lot compared to what I was doing before. Where it was only like maybe 90. That's so bad. That's so bad though. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's so bad. Oh, I'm cold all the fucking time. Don't I even bet. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. No, I do. I, cause I do intermittent fasting, you know, and um, it's just something I've been doing since like before it was cool. Um, and uh, I actually worked directly with one of the guys who pioneered it back in like 2010. And um, you know, and, and yeah, one of the things when you get into a deep fast, you know, I'm like, it's like, 18 hours in 20 I did the most I did was 96 hours I did a 96 hour in a row fast just with water and um but dude it, by the end of it I was like euphoric dude I swear my vision was better I could hear really good I was like I, I there's something to that but anyway um but dude one of the things around 18 hours in your fucking fingertips get numb like you touch someone yeah. right and they're like what are you like a fucking I mean you kind of already got that Edward Cullen twilight look to you so I would just play that up. Thank fucking God you said that over the other one. I hate what everybody else calls me. What's the other one? Fucking Tom Holland. You do look like Tom Holland. Fuck. He's good looking though, bro. No, dude, I had literally, I'll send you the text, the exact text. And yeah. nobody believes me until I send them the text. My mom had messaged me saying your aunt just sent this to me and asked if you're doing acting. And it was the new movie with Tom Holland in it. And it, the way he's angled looks like kind of me and i'm like no you do yeah you guys you definitely you definitely have uh you do that's why i was shooting you got on i was like now you said it. i'm like oh that's you kind look of i like the power rangers don't make me fucking hate them right now by saying I look like Tom Holland. <laughs> dude that's a fucking compliment it's not like no. i told you you look Toby like McGuire. joe pesci joe or pesci. like uh gary Busey. i'll take over tom fucking Holland. or or gary Busey's son that's even fucking worse dude gary Busey's a trip yeah or that's jeff daniels if i said dude you look like a young jeff daniels from dumb and dumber that would be bad tom <sighs> holland Take, sit, just take the fucking compliment, kid. You understand that at any moment you could have had a bad slip up as a stuntman and ended up like Gary Busey. Yeah, no, I know. I could have. No. What's the most dangerous thing you've ever been involved with? Uh, a, re a relationship with a Lebanese girl. I mean, that's, I guess that's a stunt. Surprised you hung in there for 11 years. No, 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 not that. No, that was, that was about two years. That was about a year and a half, two years. It was hard. Um, uh I wait the like girl was 11 years old no 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 oh, i'm fucking confused <laughs> yeah dude and i'm running for office <laughs> joe biden he's yeah. the zodiac killer i'm fucking yeah. telling you see i told you this would be uh, like i said you told me we we're gonna bring about our arm wrestling and i'm like bro we're probably gonna fucking talk any fucking arm wrestling I'm stuff just fucking clueless i like you you when you ask people about like, what do you want to be son when you grow up? And they're like, I want to be a professional arm wrestler. That's something a fucking kid was saying. And then I'm looking at videos with people with one arm looked like they injected the biggest drum of oil in there and their other arms really small. But then like, that's just from training. I do you always hit arm day. Is that what's up? Yeah. Every day's arm day. Every day's hand day. 
hand. Uh, no, okay. So here's the first thing. number one. I it, like uh, like okay. Um, I don't make. This is what's. Let me back up. So like I said, the last year of my life, I've been unemployed. Moved back from Singapore because my mom was uh, ill and uh, so I was taking care of her. Thought, okay, you know what? I met my wife in Singapore, and I'm, everyone's like, oh, she's Asian. I'm like, actually, she's from Michigan. Um, so, uh, but my wife and I um, moved back here. We're like, we hadn't had. Um, Christmas or Thanksgiving or none of those holidays together, you know? And uh, so I'm like, we're going to chill. I'm going to be off from September to like December, January, and then I'll start looking for work. Earth shuts down. So um, I've been literally looking for a job for the past year. I actually just got hired. Actually, I just got a job uh, uh, on Monday. I got a job for on Monday. Um, but um, what is it? What is it? Uh, I'm actually going to be working uh, for um, Burberry. Do you know Burberry? Uh, um, uh, the like clothing line, like they make bags and shit, like, oh, like no designer, way. designer. Um, yeah, I got hired for a uh, Burberry international. So I'm going to be doing customer service shit for them. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah. dude, you know how awesome that would be. You're on the phone talking to somebody. They're fucking pissed off at you, yelling at you and they meet you in person. They're like, fuck, I take it all back. Please sign my, Power <laughs> I'm not Rangers that big man. I'm not that, I'm not that. Oh yeah. Maybe I mean, I could kick him in the head. It's still, I mean, I'm so flexible, but, um, no. So basically the whole thing with arm wrestling stuff is it's crazy, man. It's because in the last year of my life, the only thing I've had, uh, for lack of better words, fruit in, um, is arm wrestling dude it's like i've got to meet all these celebrities in the world i have i've been getting sponsorships free merchandise um uh things like that so it's it's been it it i, I don't want it, to it's way more than a hobby to me but i'm not making money off of it you know what i mean so i can't say i do that professionally but again, it's one of those things that we could go down that rabbit hole when someone says, what do you do? Well, everyone always usually answers it with their line of work. For me, even when I loved what I did as a job, I never considered that the thing that defined me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's like if someone says, what do you do? I'm like, uh, I'm a husband. Like my, my wife and my – that's my – my biggest accomplishment anything past that it doesn't really matter what do i do for a living you we mean what do i make to make money uh that's totally different than what do i do i guess you that's know? i guess that's a good point because i've always tried to figure out a better way to structure that question and i hate it there's no better better way but it's everyone does it but i, I think the factor of when i ask like what do you do is more like what are you interested in which i've rarely yeah. gotten that answer ever everybody always leads off with like the job title thing yep, it's always. like I really honestly prefer because I feel like when somebody starts talking about their job, most of the time it's just people that aren't happy doing what they're doing. They're just doing it to get a paycheck. But I want to see what makes your eyes light up. I want to see what makes you fucking wound up. Yeah, say this to somebody. Hey, uh, you know, instead of asking me, what do you do? What are your gifts? What are your gifts? Yeah. Fuck, I'm good at claw machines. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, see, I always say, I, I, I always say uh, I'm, I'm good at like opening jars and talking to people that's what i'm good at i like you know? that that's a good thing you put on a resume i would still lead off with the power rangers thing that's fucking amazing well again it, it was it's cool like yeah if you're born in like 94 to like <laughs> you know what i mean if you're or if you're born in like eight ninety to oh yeah dude i'm i'm your fucking hero anything you know past that it's fucking like, millennials are probably owning businesses now because their parents handed it to them you would get yeah. in anywhere yeah no, well, that's true. Maybe, maybe I was, maybe that's, I haven't gone down that angle at all. So, um, no, but like I said, with the arm wrestling thing, it's been, um, it's just something I got into when I was a kid. Um, and, uh, my grandmother was a steel worker, right. And, uh, 
And so, dude, I think I was like probably like 14 before I could beat her. And, um, and it was one of those things, you know, you arm wrestle, people arm wrestle. Like, I think everyone's, girls have arm wrestled, you know, over, you know, what lipstick to put on, you know what I mean, or whatever. But then uh, it was just one of those things through high school, like, I could beat people, you know, and I'm not big. I'm like, I was always in high school, like, five, six, 140, you know, I'm like five, eight, 190 right now. And, um, uh, you know, and probably like 10 pounds of that's COVID fat and Taco Bell. But, um, you know, it was just something I was always kind of good at. Then I heard, then I, when I moved to Florida, um, I found that there was actual competitions and, uh, I met, I was driving from Orlando to Jacksonville, uh, to go train like once a week, you know, on an actual table, learning the rules and everything like that. And, um, uh, I entered a, a, a tournament, I lost because of, there's a lot of just technical stuff, fouls and this and that. And I, I didn't really know the rules too well. And, um, then the next two tournaments I entered, I won, I, I was a state champion, um, at uh, 70 kilos, which is 154 pounds. That was my natural weight. I woke up at that weight. And um, I was a amateur state champ for two years in a row in Florida. And then um, another thing, so at, while I was doing Power Rangers, working with Universal, I was also working for the circus. Um, I did a hand balancing act. So in hand balancing, your, your hand's like this on the ground. You know what I mean? Here's the ground, your hand's like that. Because of arm wrestling, my range of motion was, I was losing range of motion this way because everything I was doing was like this. Yeah. And um, at one time I fell in my act and uh, during a show and um, I don't actually remember if it was during a show or rehearsal, but it was people watching. And I remember saying I felt sick and um, and I knew what it actually was. I knew it was because of the arm wrestling stuff. So literally I quit. And um, cause it was like, do I keep working for Cirque du Soleil and do these stunt work or win free t-shirts and plastic trophies? Um, so, you know, the idiot in me kept working with Cirque du Soleil and, um, uh, and then, so I took 17 years off. And then, so two years ago, I was in Singapore and I'm like, you know what? I want to do something competitive again, because this is the thing, man, as you get older, you know, when you're young, especially as a guy and, you know, like, like there's a, obviously an age gap between us, but you seem like a, a sharp person. And, uh, but you know, it's like, I'm old fashioned for the fact is I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think this is, this guys are, I think men and women are different. It's crazy, but I think men and women are different. There are things that my wife is so much better at me then, you know what I mean? And then there's things where I feel like, yeah, you know, and we, and that's what makes our relationship awesome. But, um, uh, you know, I think, I don't know, like, like I said, it's one of those things where, um, all the, you know, the, I, I wanted to be competitive because I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, in, I'm 40 in my forties. Really when you're in your forties and you're married and you're like, you're like, what's the re you don't have that same drive when you're like looking for ass when you're like in your twenties, you know what I mean? And it's easy to be like, dude, I'm going to go to the gym. Cause I'm getting laid tonight, you know? Yeah. Um, or we're going to the club Friday, you know, when you get older, you kind of don't, and that's where they always make those memes, you know, as you'll see like a gorilla, he's jacked. And then it says gorilla single gorilla married. And it's just like, he's just a fat piece of shit sitting there. You know, those memes are fucking real, you know? And because that's kind of, you know, you have so much more time when you're single to put more work into yourself and trying to attract something. And then once you get it, it's when it all starts to fall apart. But what you said about when you were stay with the, uh, the stunts, like stay with doing, you know, doing the circus stuff. Like mm -hmm. you said, that because you were an idiot. I don't think it's because you're an idiot. I just think because I was joking. 
Yeah, no, but it's like because the factor of a paycheck, man. It's just no. It's, so, I was, yeah, I was being facetious. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, no. What, what who's going to turn down doing stunt work, working for Universal Circus? Well, that's Play. what sucks. Is what I'm saying is that the factor of like you choose to like a lot so many people neglect their passions or neglect something they really really want to do like arm wrestling for instance just because a paycheck is something you need to live by it's like fuck if we could just literally not worry about money so much as people like the world didn't run on it so much more people would be fucking happier if they could do what the fuck they want yeah a hundred percent man a hundred percent i mean that's the key dude like you know there you hear all those cliche things when you're if you if you find something you love doing it's never really work if you love what you do for a living you know you'll do it really here's the thing you know everyone says that kind of thing and i'll, I'll give you a, 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 a great piece of advice my mom gave me and it stuck with me forever um is when i was uh um i got out of perform again when i so i moved out to vegas to, i i was hired for do one of the cirque du soleil shows out here right okay at the time um uh the guy I was going to do the show with he had been working with um he'd been working with uh nice he'd been working with uh cirque um, for like seven years he ended up getting cast as uh they rebooted in 2007 uh the american gladiators tv show so he says to me jason i got cast on a tv show i gotta take it and i'm like i get it search looking at me going uh we don't want to lose you but i'm not i wasn't an acrobat i didn't like tumble or shit like that you know to be in the an ensemble person and they're like what do you know about nightclubs i'm like nothing i've been drunk at them you know uh that's in there like they give me a one sheet they said they're gonna be opening a nightclub in uh and it was called revolution at the time and uh and they give me a sheet of paper and it's all these jobs bartender security bar manager i'm like bro i've never done any of that shit i've been a fucking power ranger i was john connor in the terminator all you show. fucking need man yeah but i'm saying i was you know john connor and wolfman and dracula those are my resume what the fuck does that mean to uh, a regular person and um oh you said well, john connor yeah so have you ever have you ever been to uh orlando did you ever see the okay show? i'm sorry i'm thinking i was talking to the guy who was in terminator 2 right now i thought i was talking yeah, yeah. to that kid yeah that is who i'm talking about you were john connor in terminator 2 the the uh this the 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 show the at, at universal orlando i meant the real movie no 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 either I mean, say, Eddie, no no, no, no. That's, that's a Bergamon. big thing in my household because like, my no. brother looked like him for so long. So everybody yeah. was like, you're John Connor. Okay. Well, so did I. So, yeah. And, I, and uh, yeah, so in 1996, that's pretty much what changed my life. 96, I got cast to do the uh, – to open the Terminator shoot, the Terminator T2-3D in Orlando. And, um, and like I said, from there, I just got to meet – that's how I got Power Rangers. So, you know, it, it really opened – you know, again, it's all who you know, man. Once you get your foot in the door, your life – like, my, again – my mom always says this to me, and it's true. Your life is can change in literally what, by the next person you meet. You're always one one person away from your next level of destiny. That's exactly how she said it. But anyway, so like I said, I, I dude, I, I got out of performing for like five years, man, and I was doing nightclub nightlife. Like, uh, and I built myself. Next thing I know, I'm a, a, a assistant general manager for um, a, a nightclub no performing at all and out of the blue i got a call to go to singapore and um you know and i and i just got offered this assistant general manager job now one of them is a lot more money and stability the manager job the other one is going to singapore you know at 32 years old 33 what i was just turning and i remember it was like 2:45 in the morning because six i had to tell universe i had to tell singapore by 6 p.m um 
what, you know, my decision was. And it was like, the, I waited till the last minute. You know, I'm like, so I called my mom at like 2.45 in the morning and, and I'm like, mom, I still don't know. Like, and she's like, Jason, Jason, which would you do for free? And dude, it was like instant clarity. That's how I had, I had a moment in my life um, before um, COVID really kind of cracked down and everything was just kind of closing a little bit. I worked at a casino. Well, fucking body dysmorphic guy over here slash also hates uniforms, putting on a belt and tucking in a shirt is the worst fucking thing you can do. I hate things that are tight. I always wear loose stuff. So when everything kind of shut down and then we were coming back to work, I was sitting there. I was like, I love the people there. I love the job, but, and it's good money, great career. But I had so many people come up, coming up to me like that worked there for like 30 something years. And they're like, you don't want to be here. You don't want to stay here. This isn't yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. It's, this is something yeah. like we, we wish we would have got out, but we got stuck in it. Yeah. So I got a job at a gym, something that was comfortable and known to me where yeah. I could wear whatever clothing I fucking wanted if I want to. And it's like, yeah. I, you got to do that. I mean, there's even that's like a small little thing in the aspect of what I want to actually do with my life. But it was like, you don't want to sit there and keep being miserable every single day because of a paycheck. That's fucking yeah. no way to live. And most people live that way. Yeah. Well, and, and, and again, I, me and my friend talk about this stuff all the time. It's like, you know, you live, say you live in, uh, in, in Miami, you know, and I'm like, what do you love? Oh, I love skiing. Cocaine. When I'm skiing. Yeah. Cocaine. Yeah. yeah. If then you go, I'd say stay in Miami, but you're like, I love skiing. You know what I mean? I, I just, every time I'm on the mountains, I just like, I don't have a problem in the world. I feel exhilarated. And I'm like, but you live in Miami. I know, but my dude, your life is too fucking short. Life is not a rehearsal. Your life is too short to not do shit that makes you happy. You got to do shit that makes you happy. That's just it. Or next thing you know, you're like, again, I always tell people, I, I don't regret anything I've ever done. I regret the shit I didn't do. And I make sure I going forward, I try to, you know, not worry, you know, not worry about the shit that it's, I can't control and not focus on the stuff that I feel like I missed or didn't miss you know what I mean um because I, I never went to college you know and that was one of those things I j literally just said this in my interview that I had the other day and I used to think it was like the end of the world forgetting like a real job you know and a really smart guy said to me um multi multi multi-millionaire and he liked me and he said uh um, he goes Jason look man when you go to college they teach you what to think not how to think and I'm like yeah, that's true. And he goes, let me ask you something. Can you not do it? If, if, if you get a college dude and I've been a dude, I interact with him all the fucking time. You get some, you know, typical, I'm stereotyping, generalizing, forgive me if you're at home, go, I'm in college, I'm, in, I'm smarter than you. you I like, can tell you no, right now, I've talked to so many people with PhDs and some of the smartest people I've met didn't have a PhD. So. Yeah. Because again, I, I agree with really fucking that. paper, man. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, unfortunately, this society and everything like that, people like to focus on these things, this word, that word. And, you know, we, we make a joke, you know, when you said earlier, um, you're like, dude, who wants to say I want to be a professional arm wrestler? You know, it's like this, though, man, with the, this is what's fucked up about Earth right now. You know, if I said to you, imagine I'm men in black flashy to you. You don't know anything. OK. You, you, but you'll know enough to answer this question. So here's that's the that's the parameter. And I said to you, Rob, I'm going to give you. You have two jobs to pick from. You're going to pick a job, okay? And let me before you answer because you don't know what they are yet. I'm going to I'm going to give you the both jobs, okay? One job is you're going to go out and you're going to shovel shit, actual shit. You're going to you're going to be a you're going to there's because manure shit it's building up and we got we need someone to shovel it. 
or you're going to be a professional baseball player. No, wait, no, wait. No, before you answer, because I know you're probably, you know, confused right now. But before you answer, the guy who with the shit shoveling job, I'm going to pay you $30,000 a year. Or the baseball job, and you're going to work 40 hours a week plus. The baseball job, well, you're going to make, you're going to play out in the sun, sunshine during the day, three days a week, and I'm going to pay you $50 million. Which one you want to do? I got two fucking questions. One, what fucking baseball team are we talking about here? It, but you get my fucking point. The fact is that this is what's wrong with fucking earth. The worse the job is, it's like the, the no one wants to do, the lower the fucking pay is. Yet, who's going to not be like, oh, yeah, uh, I, can do, I can make millions of dollars doing something that I did for free when I was fucking six. You know what I mean? Well, it's I mean, that's like, why they pay trash people so much money is because those guys are making like 20-something dollars an hour or $32 upwards of an hour. They making what LeBron James is making. Doesn't fucking matter. Make it more than what I'm making. All they got to do is pick up trash all day and I have to worry about a supervisor oh, over there. Put head. your fucking app in, man. Put your resume in there and start. Yeah. I don't want to like, smell like... It's like working at a seafood restaurant, though. You just smell like fucking shit and you always have to shower 24-7. I'm like... But that's no. my point. Who wants to have that fucking job? That's my point. You know Somebody's what I mean? Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, but somebody's got to do it and someone will do it. But again, it, it, it's like that that's the shit, though, that pisses me off, where it's like, like you said, why I brought that up is just like what you said. It sucks that we can't do the things we want to do because a lot of times we end up doing the things we have to do because we have this, you know, um, vision of what success is. You know what I'm saying? Especially being a young guy and you're, da you're dating a girl. No one's going to be like, I guess no one, I'm generalizing, but how many women are you going to be like, hey, oh, hey, Tom Holland kid, you're cute. And, and, you're, and you're like, what do you bring to the table? I'm fucking happy. I'm a happy guy. I got happiness. I'm, I'm a good man and I'm happy. Well, you're probably going to get, you're going to probably lose that chick to a guy who's got a better car, better job and be like, I'll take you to dinner and buy you a fucking pair of shoes with red bottoms. And that's what's fucked up, you know? And no, granted, as women get older and stuff, men get older, priorities change and stuff like that. But society, Instagram, everything is telling you it's all about what you fucking, where you go, what you're doing, who you're hanging around with, what you're wearing. And um, again, why I like my whole arm wrestling thing, none of that shit is brought up. No one knows how much anybody makes. What, you know, well, we're, none of we're you guys all... are doing it to make a paycheck. You guys just have exactly. competitive stuff. I mean, that's the cool part is a bunch of people getting together and doing something they love. My biggest questions are like, I'm just afraid I can never arm wrestle. I watched a Tosh.0 video where the woman popped her arm out of socket. And ever since then, as soon as the gloves start or whatever you want to say the bell rings and you guys start to go my arm just goes weak like a fucking fish because i just can't i just don't want that ever to happen but i get it man i really do understand it because like even professional foosball all these other types of things that are out there it's like who the fuck would do it's like it's you understand how much fun that is it's like playing you know community soccer at a league or something or whenever you're involved in a team you know you're not getting paid for it but you're having fucking fun doing it yeah and again, it shouldn't, isn't that really, shouldn't that be what life's all about? You know, I love the movie I don't, uh, Fight Club, you know, because in that movie, there's so many good fucking quotes, man. That movie changed my life. Like you I just want to uh, see Brad Pitt with his shirt off. That's a huge part of it. That's a big part of it. It's like um, most of the movie. 
Yeah, and, and that's why I went initially based on the trailer. Little did I know how much that was going to impact my life. Like hearing, no, hearing lines like, this is your life and it's ending one second at a time. Uh, we, but we work jobs we hate so we can buy shit we don't need. I'm like, holy fuck, that's like, that's like me. You know, and uh, it really made me, um, you know, rethink things, really put a lot of things in perspective because it is true. And, and you know, when you're young, you don't think of mortality. You know what I mean? You don't think of the end game. You don't think of, you know, the things you start to think when, you know, you get older. And uh, I try to not think that, you know, um, you, like, you know, think I have a hat on, but, you know, I have luscious, beautiful hair like you do. And, uh, you know, and it's one of those things where people say to me all the time, you know, you have such a young demeanor. Like, what do you do? Like, you know, you're 44. What the fuck? You know, I got guys that, you know, work, you know, are on the team with me and they're like, bro, you look like I look 10 years older than what's your secret. And I give them this quote and I say to them, if you didn't know how old you are, how old would you be? Yeah. Time is irrelevant. It's a constructed thing by man. What's weirdest thing to me is when people go, I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm like, tomorrow's irrelevant. We're never getting there. Tomorrow is known for future tense. It doesn't mean anything. It could be the next day. It's not going to be tomorrow. It's going to be the present. So when are you going to actually start doing it? And it's people's excuse to keep saying, I'll just do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. Well, it's fucking 30 years later. You still haven't done it yet. It's like, it really sucks. Cause I think it's all cause of the world, man. They put this unrealistic expectation on you ever since you're a little kid of what you can become, what you can do, what, what the world has already set out for you and all these types of things. Like you have to get a paycheck, have to get a good job, have to get a college degree. Well, guess what? There are people playing fucking video games that are making billions of dollars all because they did something that people wouldn't think would be possible. And that's the craziness of the world is the fact that to be happy is a crime, but making a crime is the money. That's the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I completely agree. It, it is because it's so we like you said, we're because if you're not at a certain thing, it's like you feel like, you know, um, again, based on where you're at, where your generation is, where you know how old you are, you, you feel like you can be labeled as a failure, you know, or it's very easy to be or oh well, you're not doing that you're just doing a you're doing what you you sit and talk to people well how much and everyone said how much money do you make from this and your the answer should be how much do you love it how much life are you getting from this? i'll give you a really really good example before i started this podcast my dad owns a radio station and he said you're, start, you're starting a podcast good job good job he's like how about i do this I'll give you your own show give you your own segment you get paid to do it. You just got a little script you got to go by, but then you can still do the thing. And I'll get you great guests. I'll get you famous people, whatever the hell you want. I said, nope. And he asked why. And I said, because then it wouldn't be mine. It'd be yours. And then at any moment, you can come in and add something in there. It's a big thing with podcasters, like even with Spotify, with Joe Rogan, you hear about him getting canceled or something. They had just signed a licensing agreement. Joe Rogan can still do his podcast. It just would never be on Spotify, even if it, that cancels him out of there. It's because once you sign that agreement, you let somebody take you and help you get the pool that you think is a, just all this flashy shit. I'm going to give you a fast car and everything. Well, guess what? I still hold the keys to that car, and I'll tell you when you can use it. That's the line that gets fucking drawn in, and that's why I never accepted it. I said, I'm going to do this on my own. I'll build it up where it goes. I never started this thing to fucking – make money off of it. I started this thing because meeting people like you were like a fucking power ranger. Are you shitting me? I don't know. I don't put that on your resume. That knocks out any fucking PhD with one of them karate kicks. Um, but like, it's, it's that it's like my education through school was nothing. And then starting this podcast from to where I'm at now has been everything. 
it's like, fuck, my mind has completely aged where I can be super serious or just joke around. And that's the fun part about it is it lets you know sometimes when you need it that the world isn't so cold because a lot of the times we're getting shown it is very cold. And there are people out there that are doing something. There are people out there that are intelligible of having a conversation, but we just choose to neglect that. Most yeah. people. But there's also plenty of people that you can't talk to that are fucking idiots. And unfortunately, you can't talk to them. And uh, again, you know, communication is, is it's, it's, it's 100% talking. It's also 100% listening. You know what I mean? Um, being a good communicator, people are like, well, I'm really good at talking. But can you fucking listen? Uh, you know, or, or like, and I, again, another Fight Club line. There's a line in Fight Club where like when you when you have cancer, people actually listen to you instead of waiting for their turn to speak. And a lot of times when you're talking to someone, and even your best friend, and they and look, they look like they're intent. They're in their mind. They're going, "All right, I'm going to say this next. I'm going to say this next." As opposed to really just being like, like a dog with a fucking biscuit on its nose. Where yeah, I I don't want to just talk. Just let me hear what you have to say. And again, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now, dude. You know, with the fucking Earth sucks to me right now. And you know, and and it's not because. You know, and I, I, I talked to another guy on a, on a show about this stuff. We actually, and he brought me on to talk about my view about politics and stuff like that and everything. And he knows because I'll just like fucking lay it out there. I really don't give a shit. But it's one of those things, no matter what side of the fence you're on, you know, I'm speaking specifically Trump and Biden right now, you know, it's like the other guy thinks the other, like your guy, whoever your guy is, you think the other guy, your guy's Captain America. And the other guy's Thanos. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's no – there's not like – it's like – there's and I'm looking at it going, uh, You're both kind of Thanos. You're kind of both. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, ah, you might say – again, why can't – I should you know, be able to – Yeah. Well, you know what TV show really represented that perfectly that came out? Cobra Kai. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking I need show. to catch up on that. I only saw – well, yeah, that that show, for instance, is a is I mean, it shows everything. Like, oh my God, this is happening this way, and he's thinking of it this way. It's all that whole thing. That's my my that's big, my whole stick. Understand another person's perspective. That fucking insight into that, even though you think you're a hundred percent right, step back from the ego a little bit and just hear that person out, and then see, oh, you're seeing it this way. Like, when I, it's so hard to get into an argument with me because, like, I'm looking at your perspective. Like, oh, I see how you're seeing that because it's coming off like this most of the time. That's why I sent you voice message instead of a text yeah when I like I first it. because yeah. the whole aspect i sent a text saying hey you want to do a podcast let me know it's only an hour that can come off pretty fucking rude sometimes and yeah see, but i'm like past. you though i i literally said what you just said in my interview on friday because he said what's your biggest strength i'm like my ability to truly genuinely put myself in another person's situation the reason i'm so good at customer service is because when the guy's like but dude blah 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 I said, it's so easy to label that man a jerk. And you don't realize earlier that day he found out his kid has cancer. You know what I mean? And I'm like, man, you know, the guy who's complaining about, look how far away my parking spot is. Uh, there's a guy that would do anything to just have a car, you know, or have, you know, getting to, I don't want to get all deep, but you're talking about how far you had to walk to your parking spot. There's a guy in a wheelchair that would be like, I would love to be able to walk that far. You know what I mean? Again, I'm not trying to make it all morbid, but it's fucking true, you know? Immediately, I just pictured an old guy sitting in a parking lot in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. 
Damn, but you know what I'm saying? That's going to be on a motivational poster for sure. I do know what you're saying because I've had encounters where I see somebody freak out in a store and I just look at them like, what the fuck happened in your life? that ha-? And that's from taking psychology classes where I was like, oh, understanding how the human mind works. A lot of the times what builds up into us is our, our environmental influences for sure. Man, you just got to have more perspective. I think there's a lack of empathy, obviously, in the world. I, and I think that I say the same thing all the time. There's a huge difference between sympathy and empathy. I use that word empathy all the time. That's what I'm saying. The sympathy thing is a huge one. We've replaced the sympathy thing or we replaced the empathy thing with sympathy where every Mm -hmm. time you talk to somebody, it's got to hear like a million different things to feel sorry for. It's like, well, we should never feel sorry for somebody else. I understand even if a situation happens, but it's more about understanding the perspective of that person and being able to help. Not feeling sorry doesn't do shit. Well, the other thing is, it's okay. You know, there's times where I don't want to get a fucking pep talk. Again, when I'm having, uh, uh, like I said, the last year of my life, get, um, you know, going through my fucking savings, um, uh, you know, um, uh, looking for jobs that I'm, I know I'm way overqualified for, and I'm not because I'm fucking great. I'm happen to be overqualified for that particular job and hearing nothing back. I'd rather my best friend tell me, and he does, thank God, but my friend tell me, bro, that sucks. That fucking sucks. I don't know what you're going through right now, but that fucking sucks. As opposed to, well, I remember when I remember, and it's okay. Don't remember. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. Fuck you. I don't want to hear tomorrow's going to be a better day. I want to hear you right now say to me, fuck, dude, that fucking sucks. If you want to cry, do you want to have a fucking drink? Do you want to smoke? What do you want to do? And I go, I'm okay. Thanks for listening. That's literally, I had that had to happen um, on my account and then someone else doing that. And I just sat there and listened. I feel like a lot of the times you hear when you start, you know, talking about something bad. Oh my God, this just happened. People are like, oh, that's crazy. You know what happened to me? And then it's like, fuck, why does it got to be about you for a second? Can you just listen to me and hear? That's all people need is to get that little quick thing out. And then usually it's good to go. But then we put it in a Facebook post or something. And that's just, that's false help. I call it because like you get one like, great. Then you post the next day. Then you get three likes, four likes, five likes. And then by the end of the week, you post again about some other shit that happened in your life, thinking people are going to care. Nobody likes it. You end up wanting to kill yourself because you're like, nobody cares about me anymore. But here's the other thing why earth is fucked up too. Here, you do me a favor, do this. Anyone who listen and do this fucking experiment. I'm going to rewatch Power make- Rangers when this is over, by the way. Just yeah, I hope you, know. you do. Um, just keep your pants on. Uh, my, uh, the, the, But here's no the thing. You know, you, <laughs> I, I, I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, my butt, my butt look good in this but my butt still looks good at 44 and, my, and you know 21 my butt was tight um but you know it's one of those things you do this experiment go on facebook don't say a fucking thing up up uh do your uh your update your status with a fucking smiley face you get like three fucking likes you know wait a month just to get some time update your status just put the fucking crying eye the f- smiley face of one tear yeah what's wrong are you okay blah 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 the reality is no one cares but what they're hoping for and maybe you call me sadistic but what they're hoping for is maybe he's as miserable as i am yes people people feel of that shit yeah that's what the thing like if you notice what stopped playing where i think this is a lot this kind of ties in all those starving kid in africa commercials now yeah. <laughs> everybody's fucking miserable because I don't think they're playing anymore. It's like you don't even see the SPCA ones where you're like, at least I have a home and that dog doesn't. It's like yeah. they make you might feel sad. But like when people – when those commercials used to play, people starving in Africa, I feel like the world was a little bit happier because everybody was like, at least my life isn't that shitty. I'm like – Yeah, yeah, The kid, <sighs> the little black kid with the fucking flies on his face and shit like that. You know, I, I, That never bothered me. The only one that made me emotional was the one where it's like the puppies. Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, and the arms of the angel. Yeah, every 
time I'm like, I can't watch this shit. Like, I can see people being tortured, <laughs> like everything like that. But I see like a fucking cat with a limp. I'm like, oh my God, please, Jesus. Best example is I Am Legend when the dog dies and everybody in the theater is like, no. And then everybody else is dying. They're like, who gives a shit? Yeah, the whole world's dead, but you're like, finally the dog dies. You're like, oh my God, there's motherfucker. Like, oh my God, dude, that my, my, my wife, the first time I put John Wick on, and you've seen John Wick, yeah? Wick, Keanu Reeves. You never seen John Wick? Oh, dude, fuck, dude, fuck. Don't watch Power Rangers. Watch John Wick after this. I don't really um, watch any Keanu Reeves movies because I fell asleep in The Matrix where it's like one of those sleeps where it's like, feels like 10 years, <laughs> but it's like five yeah. minutes. So The Matrix seems like 12 hours long. I think the Matrix is great for what it stands for, but um, uh, but dude, John Wick he is he's a fucking badass. But the movie, uh, they kill his dog, and like right, like right at the beginning of the movie, and my wife was like, he just gets a brand new puppy, and they and these fucking guys, hitman, come to send him a message and kills, him, and that's what sets him off. And my wife was like, I can't watch this, I can't watch this, and I'm like, that's the only like. You know, but yeah, but again, she's the same. She's like, you can watch the rest of the movie where he kills everyone, like literally everyone. Everyone's dead. But she was just like, yeah, fuck yeah, kill that motherfucker. You know, where kill the dog. You're like, what the fuck did he do? And it's like, like a bird box, for instance. Like the first ten minutes, I was all into it because everybody was just walking out in front of traffic and shit. And then next thing you know, it's just an hour and a half of bullshit and sarah and what's her name uh sandra blocks looks the whole time i'm like i don't want to see her in different moods of angry it's the same fucking anger face just in different tones yeah i'm like uh, i've never seen bird box i've never seen game of thrones i've never seen breaking bad never seen walking dead i'll give you two movies that are going to correlate to life real soon one i am legend with yeah. coronavirus, there's going to be yeah. a fucking cure that comes out. Everybody's going to get it like I am legend, and then they're all going to turn into zombies. So I'm saying just wait six months. I hope that happens. Just six yeah. months. I, I mean, that's fucking scary zombies. You want to talk about being afraid of daylight, but then they track your ass. That's why he's mm. bleaching the steps because they're smelt. <laughs> Fuck, that's smart. Um, and then another one that kind of correlates to life a little bit. Um, I am legend. Fuck, what was the other one? The Happening. Same thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Plants yeah. are fucking killing people. Yeah. I actually just watched that recently the other day. It came on, and I, I watched that. But I, they I, were I, social distancing in the movie. If they got into large groups, they all started getting suicidal. I literally was at the gym, and I walked, and there was, like, two people by each other, no mask or anything. And I walked, like, by them to throw something away. And I was like, you know what's weird is that this this issue bothers me. Like, I'm going to suddenly get sick now. And I'm like, why? what the fuck is that? I was like, oh, it's been trained into us now. They're programming us again. Yeah. Well, again, that's why it's called television. Tell a vision It's called TV or called programs on purpose. Again, yeah, like that's a whole nother rabbit and hole. You know what? I, and no one station was supposed to own everything because that is called manipulating the media, which happened with a dude who owned like eight different newspapers and kept printing all the same shit that was to his viewpoints that corrupted the whole fucking world. Same thing. Dish just got bought by another fucking network company. So now they can't play like certain news corporations. And I'm like, now that's all their channels and shit. I was like, is if you just watch CNN, all the time you're all cnn you're no you're nothing else yeah I, again that me and my wife were talking about that yesterday like how fucked up is it that you got depending on what news you watch you get a different story shouldn't it just be like this happened the guy was wearing a red shirt he had a fucking you know blue car and he hit the, the black dog but depending on what you're watching you got you know a, a, a black dog attacked a guy or you know what i'm saying it's it, it's so fucked man that uh yeah it's just it's fucked i don't know what to think i don't know like i said i don't know what to think about anything other than that's why i'm just i uh i do you know i got my pull-up bar behind me i just do pull-ups and 
Are you worried about um, when uh, like the COVID restrictions with arm wrestling and stuff? Like, I know you're not worried about COVID per se, but how hard has it been able to be able to do that? I mean, with most of my, our local groups will be able to do that. You know, they just unrestricted, like here, something to Nevada. It was like limited to 50 people. Um, and now it's like 250. So, I mean, again, normally, you know, we, we, we just had a really big practice because we had a famous arm wrestler, uh, um, Sarah Backman, who is a nine-time uh, world hey, champion. Hey, you mentioned her. Yeah, she's a nine-time world champion, and she came to our practice. And I'll tell you, dude, I – I mean, everyone, if, if you know Sarah, you look her up, she's gorgeous. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, and everyone knows she's strong, but she ended up, I mean, she was just such a sweetheart. Um, she got my sense of humor, which I loved. Uh, and, um, but man, was she, dude, she's so fucking strong, dude. Oh my God. I'll say this. I have never had a, even a guy under 200 pounds be able to, no, granted, I was letting her in arm wrestling, you know, you have like, you, you're, you're either offensive defensive yeah. you know what i'm saying or you know what i'm saying anything off the center you're either going offensively you know into your power or defensive into theirs and i'll tell you dude i was letting her kind of tee off on me and i could not stop her hit man um i mean i could not i mean if you see sarah we're about the same size so she might even be a little bit taller you know she's i mean she's jacked um but uh but man i i i told her i said man i We'll never say someone is strong for a woman. No, no, no. She's just strong. Dude, that woman whooped on all of us, dude. And man, is she ferocious. Man, she has power, you know. And um, it was, you know, it's weird, though. I'll tell you, this is weird. And it was weird to me. And again, maybe this is the old-fashioned part of me. But it was weird to me. Um, like, when I was, I was trying to hold her. You know what I mean? And she was, you know, but it was weird to me though. Watch, there were some guys there at our training, you know, that were like, and, and, and even Sarah even said this, she was like, there's guys like big guys trying to get every advantage. And she was like, guys, I, I am a girl. You know, even she said that. And I thought it was really weird because again, I love arm wrestling, but it don't fucking define me. If you, in training, I let everyone hit me. You know what I mean? Like if you were to go, Hey dude, teach me so I don't get my arm broken. I'm this, I'm never going this way. I'm, I'm letting you, you know what I mean? I'm letting everyone work. And it was really surprising watching some of the guys trying to get every advantage. And I'm like, it just, it was weird. I'll just say I, I look at it like, I guess it's because it would be there's, you can fight from the feminist point and be like, what, just cause I'm a woman or it, you should take it easy. Cause I'm a girl. I'm like, first of all, if I'm in a challenge like that, I didn't, gender doesn't even cross my fucking mind. At that point, I'm like, I, I have an ego. I don't want to fucking lose this shit. You know what I mean? See, like, and, and, that. and that's an interesting to hear that perspective. Like I said, I would, but at least you fucking said it. I don't like the people that aren't saying, oh, I'm, and I'm like, you know, or someone said, oh, you, Sarah beat you. I bet I could beat you. Motherfucker, bring your cash. Bring your fucking money. If you think, if you're going to judge my performance on what you saw in training we're training we're practicing oh you know it's what I mean? practice that doesn't mean it's it's, it's training it's oh it's not a match it's training that's what i'm saying she joined our training and what well, well we're having you know we're again that, that's how you you know you uh, there's a rule in thumb in arm wrestling where they say uh the the senior guy or the stronger guy stronger guy holds the weaker guy works meaning i'm not gonna you get nothing It'd be like sign up for a martial art class or a ba- we play basketball one-on-one. And you're like, hey, man, I, I want to learn how to play. And all I do is just fucking dunk on you. 
how long you're not going to stay very long you're going to leave or you sign up for a, a, a karate class and the guy's like hold the pad pull 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 what'd you learn today and you're like uh how to get my ass kicked come back tomorrow you're like mm, no i'm probably won't but karate not in here yeah karate, in <laughs> karate, here. No, yeah karate never here you know so um yeah Oh, the, yeah, you, you talk movie quotes. You're gonna have a hard time uh, finding one. I, I just look at it like, if I'm gonna do something, and I'm gonna challenge somebody, or I'm gonna be in a match with somebody, and it's not practice, but it's a match. I'm not why talking the, about that. Yeah, there are I'm so talking. many people out there that would take it fucking easy on somebody because of the size, because of this. I'm like, I'm gonna try my my best because I rather if I lose know that I did my best. And at the same time, you know, you beat me at my best. I fucking hate that shit. When someone just goes, well, I really wasn't trying. Well then what the fuck was the point of doing the match, dude? Like, cause then if you're just taking it easy on me and giving me the win, just to give me the win, because you feel sorry. It's like, ah, again, I totally get that. Like I said, I'm, spe I'm speaking specifically in practice where to me in art, like for arm wrestling, you don't get strong going off. Like I wouldn't get strong uh just pinning you it, it does nothing for me but if you if i let even you know there's a strength difference but if i let you work i'm my arm is in this position you know what i'm saying so i'm still getting a workout and you're able to also develop technique and power by being offensive and the like i said it was just odd to me watching some of the men i train with you know like not giving an inch you know, like like there was like there were, hey, if there's money well, on there's, the line or yeah. something like that it was just a little bit strange i'm like hey she's here to grace us with our presence teach me you yeah, know what i mean it's about the you're about the experience factor too. yeah, yeah people yeah, are just yeah. like i don't really care about learning what the other person has to offer you're about exactly, like kind of exactly that's exactly. what i think more the community aspect of things needs to be in the world is the fact that everybody can get to a higher level if we all just work together to get us all there i mean one rock might roll up to the goalpost but what's one win if everyone doesn't win you know what i mean everybody's working at this one rate i'm like fuck it let's all go at, together at the same thing so yeah. much easier Again, I call me crazy, but I like people happy. I, happy people are good. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if you're happy, if you walk out of your house happy and, and you get bump into the dude at the gas station, if you're pissed off, you may handle that situation very differently than when you're in a good mood. Now, imagine that guy's in a good – two people in a good mood in Iraq. Whoops, sorry, bro. Hey, bro, it's all good, man. Okay, cool. Hey, have a good day. Two pissed off people. Hey, but bro, what the fuck? Hey, what the fuck, bro? You fuck up. Now they're fighting. You know, again, I, my goal is I like people being happy. I'm a fucking lighthearted guy. I like to joke about things. There's people that just don't get my sense of humor. They're like, was everything a fucking joke to you? Funny shit is absolutely. Um, but to me, I like to, I, I think life's funny, you know, Hey, I'm very, very capable. And I love it. I love having a deep, meaningful conversation where we're like, you know, it's we're funny. Talking. There's a way you can make people happy with something you mentioned in the beginning. And it works with your hands. Which is the brothel talk we were talking about before. Oh, <laughs> I'll become a professional masseuse. Is that what you mean? Yes. I mean, a massage therapist. She'll yeah, massage right. your be... cock for money. You're like a fluffer. You think yeah. there's a word for that? Hooker? Yeah. You're a hooker. I'll tell you, though, if they don't pay me, I can rip your dick right off. How did you not catch that movie quote? It's the best movie of all time. Wait, what is it? So, wait, I, it actually, a movie I never She'll saw. She'll massage your cock for money. I think there's a word for that. Hooker? You're a hooker. I don't even know the movie. Grandma's Boy. Oh, my God. I've seen that. That's with the Frankenstein, right? Yes, Dante. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I've seen that movie like once. I'm like, it's not one of the. I've seen that movie like once. That was one scene I remember, the Frankenstein thing. Yeah, that is literally what I want to aspire to have a monkey that knows karate. (laughs) It's hard. Something that can beat the shit out of me if I don't feed it. No, but like you know, like I said, it's um, the past year of my life has been strange, but it's it's also like I said, I got to travel, I've got to meet these celebrities and stuff like that, you know, in this in this world, you know. Um, and, um, you know, can I give a shout out to my, uh, my, my, my page, uh, at Las Vegas. Arm yeah, Wrestling. dude. Yeah, on, yeah. 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 If you're on Instagram, Las Vegas arm wrestling on Instagram, if you're in the Vegas, and that's the cool thing about Vegas, it, everyone comes to Vegas, you know what I'm saying? You know, as far as I've been there like, quite a few times. Yeah. This is a tourist place. So if you're in Vegas, Las Vegas arm wrestling on Instagram or, uh, or my name, I, you know, I post up stuff like that. Um, and uh, you'll love the name. Speaking of the original talk, brothel talk, um, our team name is uh, the Sin City Hookers. And why that's a play, obviously because of the play on name, Sin City Hookers. But in arm wrestling, you're either a top roller, which is this is your style, you're or you're a, a hooker. hooker. Yeah, are you a hook? You hook. So we're the Sin City Hookers. Then you fight the guy with a fucking hook for a hand and you're fucked. Well, yeah, I mean, but that that's the goal is, is, is you know, being a, being a good hooker in Vegas is it's not as lucrative you might as it might sound there's other hookers that are making a lot of money you know but they're not on the arm wrestling table yeah somehow if i can hybrid that that's that's when i make money like i said is you're still working with your hands just in a different way yeah that's true imagine Um, that you could hire a bunch of them for your team how good would they be at arm wrestling what hookers yes (laughs) actual hookers (laughs) i don't know i have to ask my wife damn she got a grip on her fucking slams you to the table (laughs) No, but, but it, you know, it is, it's a, it's a funny thing because like I said, if people understand the sport and understand Vegas, it's, it's a good name, the Sin City Hookers. Cause there, there's another team, like uh, there's a team in Canada that are called the Ottawa High Hookers and um, Devin Larratt, who is like maybe the most famous, uh, he's probably got like a million followers on YouTube, but Devin actually was kind enough to come out here in Vegas and him and I got to talk, exchange numbers and um like, again, he kind of got what my vision is, you know, with the sport. Like, I want to take, take the sport to a different place uh, by n- making sure people know. Like UFC, you know, UFC uh, years ago was told it would never be a real sport. You know what I mean? It's human cockfighting. It's this, it's this, it's that. And until people saw the Ultimate Fighter TV show and they saw exactly how much work uh, goes into it you know and it's funny like i said because we've been talking a while and we really haven't talked about the arm wrestling stuff but which i was fucking excited for but we didn't talk about it but oh, um, out of the blank yeah uh again i get it i get it i knew that would be the case um but um but it's one of those things man where people don't realize how much training we put into it you know well, how much I mean? training do you put into it a fucking lot <laughs> like put it this way um i do about 10 workouts a week um, and, uh, I'm on a program. Uh, I have coaches, uh, that I do, um, shout out to, uh, Lachlan Adair and Giannis Amelin. They, uh, I actually just, my, got my new program updated last night and, um, uh, it's, it, it's a lot, man. I mean, it's, uh, I do two a days, um, like four days a week. I do a two a day workout. Um, I have out on my patio, you can't see it obviously here, but I have a arm wrestling table with a built-in pulley system. So I literally, the pulley system like mimics someone 
being across the table yeah. from me, you know, and gripping up with them. Um, and, you know, it's like literally, like I said, yeah, you know, my, my, I have pull up thing there. I like even at the toilet, um, I have, uh, uh, these like little fucking dumbbells at the toilet, like that are shaped a certain way. And cause it's, it's, it's all about making your hand, your hand and wrist strong. Like, I don't know, like my hand is like when people grab my hand, they're like, this part of my hand is like way bigger than it should be, you know, for a guy my size. And again, it's forearms and my wrists are too small. I, I, my wrist, yeah, again, my wrist grew. If you see, this was my wrist bone right there compared to my hand. And then you see that extra shit there? Yeah. I, I mean, literally, my, like, my arms were like that when I was I just, like. I'm fucking, I have an ape. I have ape arms. Um, my, everybody, in my, arms, yeah. everybody in my family is like 6'5", but I got my mom's, a little bit of her genetics, and she's like four foot something. So, like, my wingspan from my left arm to my right arm tip to tip is like 6'4". So, what I can do is I can actually stick my hands on the ground and put my knees up to my chest, and I can swing all, with my arms like a swing. Wait, but how tall are you? I'm only like 5'8". So shit, your arms are like plus like they're fucking ridiculous. Eight inches. Man. It's like and yeah, because you know you're yeah you're too. tip to my... tip. You're supposed to be the same size as your height, and like for me, like mine are like plus. I'm like plus two inches. My arms. Uh, again, you need to be a good arm wrestler, man. My fucking that, that leverage is huge. Feet too. At my work, I used to do jet skis. If I wear flip flops, people are like, "Look at those fucking flippers. They help you move in the water." I'm like, "Yeah, they're like a 13 shoe. It's not my fucking fault that everybody in my family on my dad's side's giant." See, dude, when I was a kid, I remember um, I had, like, I wore a, t a size 10 in, like, eighth grade, ninth grade, something like that. And, I, you know, and I had relatively big hands. Like, my hands, like, I don't have long fingers, but I have really big palms. Like, my, most guys, like, I'm about the same palm, well, hand size as a guy, about six foot, six four. Um, and, uh, uh, but when I was young, I remember, you know, people like, oh, dude, your son's got really big feet, really big hands. Uh, he's gonna get. He's gonna grow into them. He's gonna be about six one, six two. Well, you know what they call guys with really big hands and really big feet? Clowns. That's Damn. A, that's what they call them. But like, I all that happened was I stayed five eight with big hands and big feet, and I didn't get any. See, that's what I, I look at. And then my dad's like, you know, because my dad's like six four, and he goes. You know, I was 24 when I hit my final height. He's hit yeah. a giant growth spurt of like yeah, I, seven I grew, inches. I grew, so I, like, I grew like at 23. Yeah, 23 was when, was my last. Fucking two more years, man. Let me just get above six foot. I just want to be able to feel what that's like to hit the top shelf of shit. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'd like. Yeah. Like I. Cause yeah. I. I would like to be like a little bit. I'd like to be a little bit taller too. Um. But yeah. I mean, like. It, it, I actually like though the feeling of being bigger. I will say. Cause I was always so, so thin and um, cause I always had to keep my weight at a certain weight uh, working for universal, you know, for years. Cause you're contracted the way you get hired as kind of the way you have to stay. And you know, you got wardrobe, you got, I used to play Charlie Chaplin. Um, so Charlie Chaplin, I had to be like, you know, as thin as possible. So um, the, uh, uh, if you can't picture, I'll show you, I'll show you a picture. I'll show you a picture of me as Charlie Chaplin. Cause I know your face. You're like, what the fuck? I'm just trying to picture you with the mustache. I'll show you brother. And um, I want to see the Power Ranger pictures first. Uh, I, you know, let me know what I have to type into Google to do my own Googling. You know what's funny with the Power Rangers, dude? Back then, it, I wish. Again, there was no every photo I have is fuck. All, that sucks, dude. Oh my god, there was no like. Oh, no, I know what you're no, talking about. Everything was on Polaroid. I have Polaroids. Oh, or the, damn you know, it! Yeah, fuck. I have. 
Yeah, Polaroids. That sucks, man. I just that just hit me too. The fact yeah, that it's the, not even all. Like, can you see that? Like a, a little bit. Yeah. Oh wow, that is holy crap! You got the yeah, stash and all. Yeah, there's me as Chaplin. Um, but again, I could so crop it's like that to make it look like Hitler. You could. Uh, yeah, I played Chaplin. Um, I played uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, so um, again, uh, there's those kind of things where I'll shave me as Beetlejuice real quick. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, um, there's I don't know if you know the UFC fighter Beth Kahea, but uh, um, she's a UFC fighter, but she came to Singapore, and that's her and I. That's, that's me awesome. as Beetlejuice. Yeah. So, um, but again, I had to keep my weight at a certain thing. So, you know, I I left in the past probably year. I put on like thirty pounds, and uh, um, but it feel, it feels different though, you know, like because like part like I said, not all of it's muscle. Um, you know, I'm I'm still relatively lean, but uh, but it's like one of those things. I feel different. I feel, you do get a different level of respect from a guy when you're like bigger. It's weird. Yeah, I know. I I, I come off with a non very what i would say not masculine but threatening thing like there's always that thing i always tell people there's this thing around men where it's like as soon as some a guy walks into a room immediately size them up and then it's like it takes exactly seven days until you decide that you want to eat somebody so i'm like if we ever got stuck on an island my brain tries to figure out how i would figure out a way to kill you to survive i don't know i take weird turns that way but no seriously like i don't have a huge threatening thing but i like that because nobody can ever say i'm a good person or a bad person by looking at me i'm always just have this openness to it well again you know people love the stereotype and everything like that as well you know again that's what i'm trying to do with this arm wrestling thing i mean i know i probably look like a douchebag right now but um but you know i but yeah but uh (laughs) but um you know i want to take it out of the you, you know the over the top you know the oil drinking toothless hillbilly thing that there's a lot of in our sport you know and again because once people realize how much we train how much we put into it you know like the investments dude i mean i've spent thousands of dollars man on rehabilitation you know um cupping dry needling you know massaging um you know electro stim and stuff like that because the the pain you get from in like the first six months of training is literally unlike anything else um i have a friend in australia um that uh was a pro rugby player and you know brutal rugby can be you know it's like football without the helmet or padding then he did mma and now he's doing arm wrestling and i was like well you know dude you had that you know rugby and mma and he's like dude i'm telling you right now the pain from arm wrestling is worse than anything i had from mma or rugby i'm like what and and i'm like i thought it was just me being a pussy you know and uh but it really is it's like debilitating there's times after a big practice man i'm like washing my hair and putting pressure on you know what i mean it's like Uh, like it'll or i'll roll over at night sometimes on my arm without and dude, i'm like instantly awake like i have when to i had to switch from like working out every single day to even having the key to my gym it eventually got sketchy because they started handing out like five thousand dollars fines if they started fining you oh yeah, um, yeah yeah so the weird thing was being in that gym and then like cops would just show up to the front door and my car would be parked out back and they would just literally ch- look inside make sure no one's working out so you're working out with lights off eventually kills your vibe to work out it feels like <laughs> you're shit. doing something fucking illegal so it's like yeah 
fuck. And then eventually I just bought like a Smith machine for my garage and shit. Mm. So I was doing that, but those workouts aren't the same as being in a gym for me. So then my body started to realize how much pain I was in with the spine injury where it became an actual thing. So when I hopped back into the gym for the first time, everything hit me all at once. The gym, the strength, everything was so down, you know, even trying to recover from it now, but now it's like my back is really like, I feel it a lot more than I used to before. It used to be like, I'd be driving to the fucking gym in a snowstorm, you know, eight inches of snow in a fucking Holly Kia or not Holly Kia Soul, a Kia Soul fucking driving with the car, like scraping off the ground in the snow at two o'clock in the morning. Cops are like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like going to the gym. And then next thing you know, it all gets kind of like moved into the garage and then trying to go back to it now. Like my body's like, fuck, we haven't actually taken a rest day and eight fuck it even like today's my day off i worked out at four o'clock in the morning i'm going to be when this is over i'm going right back to the gym to work out again two a days i've been starting to do those things it's just i have a, too much energy i gotta get it out somehow so if i just do a podcast like if i'm not doing 15 then my brain's like what else are we fucking doing i'm not sitting and watching jersey shore the puppy bowl well actually i'll watch the puppy bowl that's really fucking good but you really got to understand like when I watch a sport too, even with video games and you're talking about trying to show everybody that arm wrestling should be something like that. It really should. And I don't think in not maybe five or 10 years, it'll not even 10 years, maybe five years, that'll be an actual thing. That's going to be a legit thing. That's going to be involved in professionally getting because it, anything that's like that, anything physical, it doesn't matter if it's fucking yoga. That's sometimes hard to do. But, I mean, dude, there's, listen, there's, there's on ESPN, man, there's fucking hot dog eating contest. You know what I mean? So, I, and like you said, you know, professional curling and darts. And I'm like, why is this shit on ESPN and not, you know, and, you know, we're here training and everything. And this stuff, I always am like, dude, I should just fucking start bowling or something. Cause if I would have taken the, if I would have taken the last two years, the amount of energy that I put back into getting myself where I'm at in the sport into any endeavor, I'd be, I'd probably be, be not rich i'd probably have money you know what i mean like putting that kind of focus or into any endeavor it, or or another sport or if i'm nude i'm gonna put this much time in doing darts i'd probably be a world-class dart player but again the the difference in if obviously when you gym when you gym anyone who gyms knows this there's no shortcut like you because you're basically hurting your body and then you kind of got to wait for it to recover because it's not a skill-based thing Arm wrestling, when people say, well, so is it a strength sport? It's a combat sport. Arm wrestling is a combat sport, not a strength sport. Because if the stronger guy won, the stronger guy does not always win. 100% of the time, the stronger guy doesn't always win. But the problem is just like, it would be just like fighting. Uh, if you watch MMA, does the stronger guy win? Sometimes, if the stronger guy is also technical. But a technical guy will beat the shit out of any strong guy. And, you know, I have guys that because I, my gym that I joined to shout out to filthy power gym in Vegas, Brandon Allen uh, is that's our home for our Vegas team, filthy power gym in Vegas. And I, I aren't, I, they're guys that do deadlift a thousand pounds, 800 pounds, you know, thousand pounds squat. And they get on the table with me and dude, I, it's, it's a cool feeling. They look at me like I'm from Krypton, you know, because they're like, <clears throat> And then they look up and I'm like, yeah, that, that's good. And then they're like, well, are you trying, bro? I'm like, no, no, but you're pretty strong though. And they're like, what the, f they look, the look on a dude's face that can manipulate a thousand pounds, but can't take my little arm like this. 
not it's not little what am i saying what the fuck it ain't little but you know what i mean um uh it's cool it's a cool feeling you know what i mean um and uh just like you know if, if you've ever been put in a chokehold like a jujitsu you know um like rear naked choke you know you like dude like if my it's wife a chess match it's a chess it's match. a chess match yeah it's rock paper scissors you know and st- just like in fighting styles make arm wrestling matches styles make fights so but you got to be strong enough in those things in these certain movements to execute that strength you know so it's a really really tricky thing but like i was saying it's not linear like if i wonder if we were like you and i were to go right now to be better at in the next six we have six months to learn darts we or play the play the guitar excuse me oh fuck guitar i'll I'll say i'll blow you away in darts you might but you know i'm saying i don't know fuck man i'm pretty competitive but um but you know what i'm saying or or just to pick a video game anything where there's no degradation to your body you can literally do that thing all day long if you like if you i'm I'm gonna do you know how to juggle yeah okay but you can literally do it until you learn how to do it. Weightlifting, if you're like, I'm like, dude, I need you to bench 300 pounds. Nope. You don't, it, it's fucking, because you don't just go, oh, I'm just going to keep doing it until I do it. Well, you, you're like, I'm good. Second day, I'm good. The third day, you're like, fuck, I'm, ugh, I'm tired. Fourth day, you're weaker. I'd say, can I use enhancements? Because I can tell you one thing that can make a 50-pound kid bench 300 pounds, and that's fucking smelling salts. I, yeah, yeah. See, for me, like, I don't really train with them. Again, uh, like, one of my coaches has me, told me with smelling, and I was, I was like, every time I was going to the gym using smelling salts, but with smelling salts, your, your, your central nervous system takes such a hit. Yeah. I found some at my gym and somebody put a sticky note on it saying, don't smell it. And I smelled it because I just had to. Yo, I was working the front desk. I felt like I just smoked crack. Yeah. Cool. Because again, it, 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 it caused you only have but so much central nervous system to fucking deal with. You know what I mean? So when you do a smelling salt, the only time I like I do them, I save them for competition. Put it that, That's just long story short. Or if I'm like really, really, I'm like, I'm not I didn't sleep well and I'm really trying to get a PR because what I try to do my 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 program and training is around um, maximum effort, you know, um, and uh a big thing a lot of guys fuck up in the gym is they're always lifting heavy and they don't lift fast. Um, I lift fast. Yeah. You want to do both. That's the biggest thing because think about it, the heavier the weight goes, right? The slower it moves. For instance, I don't know what you can bench, but let's just say hypothetically, just say you can, I'll put on, say, just say hypothetically, you can do 225 right now just to make it super easy. Um, I put on 135 right? That way, if you just do one rep, that one rep is going to go way faster than the 225 is, correct? Yeah, well, I only do, when I go up to a bench or anything I lift, I make sure I can crank out 30 reps in a set before I even can put it down. So I do my max bench I can do. I never go to like, just do one. I do make sure my max bench will be if I can crank out the 30 and then throw Mm -hmm. it up. So I could do a plate on each side, do 30 and then pop her up. Yeah. So for me, I, I do like my, my, like if I'm doing a, and I very, very rarely conventionally lift. I do very, I'm smelling the testosterone right now, (laughs) No, but I, I I don't do much conventional lifting. I smell great. Actually, I smell like, uh, you're a cologne aficionado. He links it in. How does Robbie do it? Oh my God. 
<laughs> I am. I actually do. I have a fragrance I thing. Fucking, but, I read your profile, by the good, way. So I do. I, I like. I, 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 I'm a fragrance guy too. Yeah. My segues kind of roll in. You just caught me off guard in the beginning with the Power Ranger thing, but my I, bad. I, I'm so sorry. Before we, we'll start over. <laughs> start a petition. First of all, we need. You should have a petition that people can sign to be able to try and submit this to become something that we can broadcast on television. If I could see fucking hoarders or something like Bar Rescue, I'm pretty sure I should be able to watch pro wrestling or pro arm wrestling if I wanted yeah. to. That's fucking. Yeah. I mean, again, there is there are networks. There's a, a, the WAL um, does a thing with BR Live. It's a Bleachers Report Live, I think is what it's called, and it's the World Arm Wrestling League. Um, there's another again, arm wrestling's huge in Europe. Um, there's the PAL, which is the Professional Arm Wrestling League. And they do pay-per-view events. Again, this year, everything's been fucking shut down because of uh, the whole corona thing. Um, but that's usually where, you know, you go and watch. Uh, they have like a season, like a football season. The WAL has a season. And, um, you know, you watch the, the best guys go against the best guys and, to, and females in different weight classes. Um, but, yeah. Like I said, for me, my, my, you know, but what a lot, like I said, what a lot of guys make the mistake in lifting, in my opinion, is they – they don't become, they become stronger at lifting, but not more powerful. For instance, if I can lift 135, bop, like that, right? But 225 is, bop. well, am I more powerful? I'm stronger, but power is force times mass times acceleration. In order for me to feel powerful, I need to be able to move the ideal thing is to be able to move that 225 bop, at the same thing now i'm powerful i got more power now do you know what i'm saying so a lot of times guys are like dude my bench has gone up but i don't feel any they're say, they say i'm stronger but i don't feel any more powerful sometimes it's you know uh, 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 uh um because barely struggling to get the bar up is not going to create power yes right correct you you want to again i like for me a typical lifting with me for me is i literally i warm up and then i am trying to get to my one rep max effort is quick whatever i'm doing you know what i'm saying so i'm warming up and i'm like where i'm going to if i'm benching i'm like it's like everything i got you know what i mean and, and that's max effort but then i make sure another time during the week i'm reducing that weight and I'm lifting, bop, bop, bop. like I, I, I do um, explosive sets of like three reps. So I do nine set, 27 reps total, nine sets of three reps. But those three reps, when in a heavy day, are going to be one, two, three. You know what I'm saying? On, the fa on speed day or a dynamic day, I'm putting the weight on and it's going to be reduced by, you know, percentages. But then I'm going, pop, pop, pop. Wait like 10 seconds. Pop, pop, pop. Wait 10 seconds. And that's how you develop power. Now when you go back to your heavyweight, you can put – now imagine if I'm able to put that same kind of power behind heavier weight, all of a sudden my weight's going to go boop, 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 you know, and go and be able to lift more. But a lot of guys get stuck because they – lifting heavier, but it's getting slower and slower and slower. Does that make sense? It does. I'm just trying to find a thing here to be able to promote your page and also be able to promote where people can find your training. Cause I feel like half of the people right now are listening like, fuck, they're just talking about their workouts, which I, I'm like, I don't want to dismiss that. I'm talking to a fucking power ranger. And at the same time, you should be checking out his content as well. 
thanks man i appreciate it um yeah i mean like, like i said i um uh i i i again i always share when i when people come to our training i literally i share everything i know and um i want you to be better than me because if you're better than me then that's only going to make me better you know exactly. what i'm saying and i, I i'm that i I'm, I'm that person i've had teachers no matter you know in in other things and you can tell when they're holding back you know you're like you're teaching me but you're not shit telling showing me everything and to me um you know i like to be the guy that uh i want to show you everything i i like showing you know and and person's like well, what if they use that to beat you well then they're fucking training better than i am and that's on me you know what i mean and that gives if, if i'm really motivated and they beat me well then i now i gotta get even better so i gotta beat them and uh, you know what i mean so um you like this show, just like we'll go back to the beginning of our conversation about the brothels. You like this show every, like, <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, you know what I'm saying though. Man. I do. It's, yeah. I think it's better. Like it's the same thing with a family recipe or something. People that die with a family recipe without ever sharing the secret or tips to, so someone else could have that information. Then that thing is lost forever. Then what does that benefit anybody? It's better if we can just share the information that we have to be able to help maybe enhance somebody else's life. Maybe they might give some insight to create into your own. Yeah. And especially the more infantile the thing you're doing is, you know what I mean? Uh, as far as the stage, you know, the stage in arm wrestling, I can't be, or nor, no one, no one should be in it. And it is, it is. I've been to so many different kind of trainings, so many different people. And, um, you know, there is a really famous arm wrestler and his advice was, you, you just pin him, just pin him. Well, okay. Well, yeah. Well, what if though the guy hits me out of position, I'm out of position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just pin him. Now, yeah, I guess that's what you should be doing. But um, it, you know what I'm saying? That kind of advice, especially in an infantile stage where arm wrestling to me still is as a sport, we shouldn't be holding back. We, should, we all should be working together. The community should all be working together to promote it as much as possible. Again, the cool thing is I have not had anyone come to the table, get on, and go, this is fuck, and not say, this is badass. Because if you like strength training or that thing, that feeling when you know you go, man, ah, oh, fuck yeah, I just beat my personal record. Well, now you have it against something that's fighting back with you, and it feels cool. You know what I mean? I like the feeling of it. That's uh, you know I do. Um, Devin Larratt says the same thing. Why do you arm wrestle? I just like the feeling of it. And you know I and it sucks, man, because I'm like there are times like I'm supposed to be resting right now, and I literally I just want to train, dude. It's so fucking hard to rest. And I know your body recovers when it's rest. I, I mean, you can rate any. talking to a guy who hasn't missed a workout in eight years. I know what you mean. That's fucking awesome, though. Literally, awesome. I think the one time I tried to do a rest day, fuck, dude, it was nagging at me all day. I just don't – it's weird. I don't feel right without it. Like, it has to be the first thing I do. Um, I used to do a 24-hour fitness place. Now it's like I have to go in at 3 in the morning when they open up. Which is like fucking. No, I mean, no, not to be all psycho, because uh, obviously we're both, we both suffer from this fucking, uh, you know. I can't talk dilemma. to people without it. Well, okay, we both suffer from this dilemma. So then I look at it going, all right, is there something like get to the root of it? Like, for, is this, like, are we both subconsciously afraid? Like, if we don't do the workout, we're going to potentially go backwards or, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm asking like to myself, I'm saying that, I'm speaking that out loud, but I'm saying it to myself just as much as i am to say no because once i neglect the demon 
I would say it's like my level earth to get me through the day. I would say it keeps the voices at bay a bit, like a little bit of the depression thing. Like I don't like talking to me before workout. I'm like, don't fucking message me. Like my Instagram since starting the podcast has blown up with like DMS of random people from Australia and all these things. So like shutting that thing off and then not trying to touch it when I can get through this workout. It's like when people are messaging me about it is where the most confusion happens. Cause I'm so legit angry. Like, stop. This is my me time. No, everybody knows not to text me during in this and it's nothing against that person but it's just something you got to know like this is what levels me for the fucking day and if i don't have this and i'm not going to be able to function properly like you know waiting for it all day or something if i did it at the end of the night it's that whole thing like I, I can't i can't sorry i'm blocked off from this time period why because i have to do this because that is that thing it's the thing when you let it down or you don't do it you're afraid that you might slack on it well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's, there is some bit of like, you know, there's some, yeah, negativity that's kind of goes along with something that is so positive. But uh, what's interesting, man, I, I, man, I forgot what I was going to say about that. But yeah, it, it's one of those things where, um, oh, I was, this is what I was going to say to you. I find it quite insightful that you, you, you said uh, um, as, as a young guy, that you're able to identify that it's okay for you to say I'm depressed or I'm sad. You know what I mean? Because I feel like a lot of times people don't want to say that or cause they'll look at it. It's like a sign of weakness or, you know, and, and I, I, I said on another podcast I've done, man, with all this COVID shit and shit shutting down, I love Las Vegas, man. I moved back from Singapore to Las back to Las Vegas you know, um, because I love this city and to see it shut down and not, not shut down, but it, 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 it like a not just prime shadow of its old self. You know what I mean? Um, you know, not be able to go out and not be able to do this and do that. And things aren't 24 hours and you know, it, it, it's got to me, man. And on top of that, having no income coming in, my wife's working and you know, like, I mean, I'm like, bro, give me a fucking couch to lay on so I can fucking talk about this shit because it is, I'm like, to meet me and to interact with me and, you know, and I joke around, you would never go, that guy's sad. And I don't like to say that I say I'm sad, but, uh, or because in, jo- I, in general, I'm a happy person. Again, I think happiness comes, has to come from within, not your conditions. Cause we can both talk ourselves into a good or bad mood in 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. can right now, we can be like, let's just talk about everything good going on in our life. Boom. We're happy. Let's go celebrate. Um, let's that talk doesn't about fix the shit. problem that's there though. Yeah. Or let's talk about all the shit we wish in our lives we could change. Now we're both fucking depressed. Let's go have a drink and kill ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I know that's extreme, but you you get what I'm getting at. And, but I think, I think again, you, the reason when you, you go to Alcoholics Anonymous, not that I've ever been there, but based on what the, you see is you stand up and the first thing you say is, you know, my name's Tim and I'm an alcoholic. Well, you got to identify the, 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 the source of the problem. You know, and I think that's a big thing that's missing with people because everyone doesn't, no one wants to look weak and no one wants, I don't want to offend you. And, and like, and all this shit that people have, feel like they have to, you know, adapt to this ridiculous society. And where I'm like, dude, there are so many, just tell the truth, <laughs> you know, tell people that sucks. You know what I mean? No, celebrate people's victories along with them. Leave the basic things, you know, that I feel like people aren't doing anymore. We're ending on that, Jason. That was fucking beautiful. Thanks, man. I really, you've read a book, please. I've been told that. I've had a year of downtime. I should have did it Call then. Call it <laughs> what the five fingers say to the face.
Smack, slap, <laughs> smack. Well, we've been, uh, please, dude, promote your uh, everything, man. Your page, promote where people can find you. Anything you want to give a shout out to at the end here too, as well. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm on I'm on Jason Latona on Instagram. Uh, my page I run is Las Vegas Arm Wrestling, um, or if you're on Facebook, the Sin City Hookers. Again, if you didn't want it a classy name, and um, yeah, man, D, if you got you know DM me about like training advice, you know, um, training stuff, and uh, or just you know wanted to give a, a shout out or talk to me, like I said, I always like you know I'm pretty cool with talking to people as long as they're not weirdos, even if they're not weirdos. That's okay. talk to me for two hours. Yeah, has it been two hours? Almost like an hour and a half. She, I told you, I told you, I said uh, I'm a talker, brother. I like it, man. You mentioned the Power Rangers thing, which is amazing. I shouldn't have said that. I'm I fucking like putting it in the title. It's going to go the, in that. The whole episode would have been so different. Nah, Power Rangers, man. Just remember, thank you for listening to Out of the Blank Podcast. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast. If you want to visit iTunes or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, and even share the show. Helps me out. Leave me a little something like a little message about oregano or Domino's pizza or how Papa John's is evil. Thanks for checking out Out of the Blank Podcast.